0: Raise those hands to the heavens. Is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profiteth nothing the words I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life john six sixty three god's servant delivers the word of life with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity and now the pastor Andrew yaqua proclaiming god's word to you so this one we are beginning a seven part series and this is the first part and we are looking at the doctrine of balaam and Nicolaitan. Amen. The doctrine of Balaam and Nicolaitan. Hallelujah. The doctrine of Balaam and Nicolaitan. And we are looking at Revelations chapter 3. Revelations chapter 2, sorry. Revelations chapter 2. Verse 12 to 17. Try to just give me a wave. Revelation chapter 2, verse 12, 17. And to the angel of the church in Pegamos. write These things saith he who has the sharp sword with two edges. And so when the Bible, when you look at the Bible and you see angels here, it's not talking about the normal angels we know. But the Greek is angelos, which specifically means um. The pastor, amen. So this particular um, scripture was first of all addressed to the the pastors of the church. And God was giving the message to the head pastors of the church to the members. It shows us that God will never bypass His authority in any church when He wants to send a message across to the members, amen. God, if God wants to send a rebuke to the church, He goes through the pastor. In in another way, if he wants to send a recommendation to the church, he also goes to the pastor. Amen. So he says to the angel of the church in Pergamos, write these things, saith he, which has a sharp sword with two edges. I know thy works. Somebody say I know thy works. Somebody say I know thy works. (laughs) And where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is, and thou holdest fast my name, which has not denied my faith. Even in those days where in Antipas was faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. But I have a few things against you. Listen. He says, I have a few things against you. So, this was a church that was in Turkey. Amen. Now, this was the handiwork of Apostle Paul. Now, when Apostle Paul began his ministry missionary, missionary journey, he traveled to Ephesus. And God opened the way for him to be able to have access to to people's houses. And he sent the gospel to them. Now when he sent the gospel to them, he built or he established seven churches or seven branches in Turkey. And ladies and gentlemen, if you look at Turkey right now, Turkey is about 96% Muslims. And we have only 0.02% Christians. But in those days, it was not like that. In those days, there were more Christians than Muslims. But these days, because of the mistakes of these seven churches, and God telling them that if they don't change, He's going to send His punishment and rebuke them. If you go to Turkey now, there are no churches. There are only 0.2% of Christians. Which means that this is a wake-up call to all of us. It's a wake-up call to the, the church in Africa. It's a wake-up call to the church in Ghana that if we keep doing things the same way we are doing it, a time will come, our churches will not be there. Amen. And look at the review. He says that, but I have a few things against thee. Because thou hast there, then that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balaam to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. So has thou also told them, that whole, the doctrine of Nicolaitans, or Nicolaitans, which things I hate. So, Jesus is talking about two things. The reason why Jesus hates the church, that particular church, is that he began to recommend them first, then he began to rebuke them. Amen. He recommended them for the things, the good things they were doing, and then he began to rebuke them. So, today we'll look, at, we'll look at one, we'll look at their resolve or what the church did right, we'll look at their rebuke, we'll look at the remedy, and we'll look at the reward if a church stays clear of these things Jesus warned in Scripture. Amen. So first of all we look at the resolve that is Jesus recommending them for the good work they have done as a church. And two we look at their rebuke, what Jesus actually said to them that he said he doesn't like about the church or the way the church was doing their things. And three we look at their remedy that is God, Jesus offering a solution to them that if if you do this, this is what you will get. Amen. Which means that Jesus does not condemn, ask automatically. He comes in, gives a solution so that you can change. Amen. And we are looking at the reward. Amen. He said that if you change, I will give you a reward. Amen. Now, this, let's look at what Pergamos was. Pergamos was a city in Turkey. Amen. And it was in the western side of the Roman province of Turkey. And according to Bible scholars, it was the bastion or it was the city that was full of idol worship. In fact, according to Bible scholars, when you enter Pergamus, Pergamus was full of idolatry. It was full of paganism. It was full of idol worshippers, And it was made as a mirror to the city of Athens. So they looked at how beautiful Athens was and wanted to replicate it in Pergamus. And so Pergamus was good for its education. It was noted for philosophy. It was noted for uh, sculpture. It was noted for hieroglyphs and a lot of things. But listen, pegamos, the atmosphere of Pergamos was full of paganism and idol worship. Amen. It was full of idol worship, full of idolatry. And the darkest spiritual force in that area was what we call the great altar of Zeus. Amen. And this great author of Jews was, was listed as one of the seven ancient wonders of the world, of the then known world. So, this was a, a place which was full of idolatry. In fact, when you entered Pergamos, you realized that the atmosphere itself was full of idol worship. Amen. It was an atmosphere that was choked with idolatry. Amen. So, the first thing Jesus spoke about was that I take the doctrine of Bala. Amen. What is the doctrine of Bala? Let's look at Numbers chapter. What is the doctrine of Bala? Let's look at. Let's look at Numbers. Numbers 25, verse 1 to 5. 25, verse 1 to 5. We are looking at the doctrine of Bala in the light of today's church. Amen. Numbers 25. Verse 1 to 5. Numbers 25, verse 1 to 5. And Israel abode in Shittim, and the people began to commit war done with the daughters of Moab. And they called to the people unto the sacrifices of their gods, and the people did eat and bowed down to their gods. And Israel joined himself unto Baal-poah, and the anger of the Lord was killed against Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take all the heads of the people and hang them up before the Lord and against the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may be turned away from Israel." And Moses said unto the judges of Israel, Slay ye every one of his men that were joined unto And Behold, one of the children of Israel came and then brought unto his brethren, a Midianite woman in the sight of Moses, and the sight of all the congregation of Israel, who were weeping before the door of the tabernacle. Amen. Now, if you look at this particular scripture, the Bible says that when Israel were journeying from Egypt to the promised land, the Bible says that, on their way, the Midianites saw them. Now, when the Midianites saw them, they, they, they realized that the Israelites were expanding. They realized that the Israelites was a great nation. Israel here represents the people of God. They were a nation that was going forward in life, they were a nation that was doing so well. And so, what the king of the surrounding town, Midian, saw that this people cannot be destroyed. So, what he did was that the Bible says that he went. To a prophet called Balak. And said, Balak, I want you to come and curse these people for me. Are you following me? Now, when Balak, the Bible says, Balak tried to curse them. The more he, tries to, he tried to curse them, the more the curse is nowhere. He tried every avenue to curse them. At a point in time, the Bible says that he erected seven different altars. And stood on the top of a mountain and released a curse. But it didn't work. God said that the more he tried to curse them, the more God blessed them. So this prophet realized that you cannot curse the children of God. You cannot curse the people of God. You cannot curse God's children. Amen. That is why as a Christian you should not be afraid. Because if you are a Christian and you are doing the right thing, you should not be afraid of anybody cursing you. Amen. Because the Bible says, curse is anyone that hunger on the tree. So Jesus became a curse for us. Are you following me? But this prophet realized that right as he did, he could not curse the people of Israel. So he sat down and thought of a plan. He said, Let me listen. Let me do something that will let these people self-destruct, so that their God will get them. So he said, "Okay, let me, let me, let me, I, let me, let me introduce fornication among them. Let me let them start messing up. Let me let them start committing adultery. Let me let them start sleeping with each other. Let me let them start watching pornography. According to according to statistics, about sixty eight percent of Christians are addicted to pornography." And to surprise you that there are people in this church sitting here, if you go and look into their your folders, I'll your tell you the things you see with your eyes if you shut The spirit of fornication. So, the spirit of Balaam, Balaam, the doctrine of Balaam says that you can commit fornication in the church. That you can be in the church and commit adultery. That you can be in the church and have a lot of girlfriends. You can be in the church and do whatever you want to do after all Christ has already died for us. That is the spirit, that is the doctrine of Balaam. And the Bible says that this doctrine, this is, I realized that God cannot destroy. These people cannot be destroyed. The only way I can destroy these people is to let their God be angry with them and let God be the one to destroy them. Are you following me? So God was rebuking these people. First of all, he began to recommend them that I know your works. I know the good things you are doing as a church. I know the days you are fasting. I know the times you are evangelizing. I know how how early you come to church. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord run through and flow the earth. So God sees everything we are doing. But then he begins to review them. He says that that you are allowed the doctrine of balance to stay in the church. Amen. When a church, when church members begin to commit fornication, when they begin to sleep with each other, in the choir, choir master sleeping with the church members, Christians having married and having girlfriends and boyfriends outside. And it's become normal in our days. It's the spirit of Bala that is taking over the church. And nowadays, nowadays, pornography has become so easy and simple. Even the messaging, even, even normal adverts, normal indoming Advent, you see a woman in the bikini. Because the devil knows that. You cannot destroy the children of God. The only way you can destroy the children of God is to make, make their God angry with them so that God himself will destroy them. And this was a warning. God gave to the Israel. He said, I hate What you are doing? Jesus himself. And this was the reason why that church is no more. The paganist church It's because they tolerated they tolerated uh, uh, they tolerated adultery and tolerated fornication. Amen. So the spirit of balance says that you can do whatever you want to do. After all, Christ has already done that for you. You can sleep with anybody you want. You can even sleep with somebody and come and, hold the horse, come and stand behind the pocket and preach. You can have a boyfriend and sleep with a boyfriend and then you are okay, you are good to go. You have commit for the case before you marry the person. Amen. It's the spirit of balance. It's the spirit of balance. Amen. Listen, a lot of people, they have lost their honor on the platform of fornication. A lot of people, a lot of Christians have lost their honor on the platform of adultery. When you sleep with somebody you are not married to, I am telling you, something leaves your life. I like the way the church is quiet. It has become normal. It's not in our part of the world. But God is not happy with it. And that is why the church of Pergamos did not stand. That is why the church in Pergamos did not survive. If you go to Pergamos right now, there, is no, there, there are only 0.02% Christians you go to Turkey right now. But in the times of the Bible, it was 40 years after, after the death of Jesus. Jesus came back to come and give a verdict of how they were running the church. He said, one, I like what you are doing. I, I, I know what you are doing. You are doing good. You are doing, but I have something against you. Somebody say I have something against you. Somebody say I have something against you. God is not happy when Christians live anyhow. God is not happy when Christians live anyhow. It says, distance. So let's go back to Revelation chapter 2 again. Distance I hate. Distance, God hates it. Amen. Somebody say, God hates it. Amen. God hates it. God is not happy with with this particular thing because if we continue living anyhow, Satan knows that he cannot destroy us. He cannot curse us. But what he can do is that he can let you and I do things that will make God angry and God himself will destroy us. God will remove the covering from us so that Satan can strike us. Look at Israel. When the king realized that Bala could not care, he said, Ah, these Israelites, I know, I know their weakness. Get them beautiful ladies. So the Bible says that the king got beautiful ladies to infiltrate into the camp of the Israelites. And these Israelites began to sleep with them. And one was even, when God was angry, one had the effrontery to go and pull a Midianite woman and bring her into the camp of the Israelites. And the Bible says that that day God destroyed 24,000 people. Coronavirus is still only only, 85 people. We are are, are all over the place. But that day God killed 24,000 people as a result of what? Fornication. Amen. The devil knows how to get all of us. The Bible says, flee from fornication. For every sin that a man commits is with his body. But he that commits fornication destroys the body. Amen. Somebody say fornication. Amen. So let's go back to Revelation chapter 2 verse 8. Revelation chapter 2 again. Verse 14. But I have a few things against So Jesus began to list the things he doesn't like about that church. He says one because thou hast there that whole the doctrine of Balaam who has taught so he so means that there are people in that church who are telling people who are teaching people in the church. Amen. They so are teaching people that Charlie, you can do fornication after all. God, Jesus has already died for you. You can do whatever you want. Jesus go for the better He will forgive you. After all, he will forgive you. Amen. And it says that by doing that, they have they have cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols fornication. So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of what? Nicolaitans. Somebody said the doctor of Nicolaitans. Somebody said the doctor of Nicolaitans. Now, what was the doctor of the Nicolaitans? Nicolaitans was a set of people. You see, in, I I told you earlier that in Pergamos it was a land full of idolatry. Are you following me? I said it was a land full of idol worshippers. It was full of pagans, and so when God established the church there. The Christians started facing persecution from from the people who were around. They started fighting them physically. They started fighting them spiritually. Physically, some of them were imprisoned. Okay? They killed Antipas, who was a martyr, the faithful martyr. Killed a lot of Christians. The reason why they wanted to kill them was that they wanted to make sure that they were shaken to their core. And so, another group emerged from the place of or the church, among the church members. And they were called the Nicolaitans. The Nicolaitans said that, oh, you can be, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can still serve God and still serve the devil. Hello? In other words, you can have one of your legs in church and still have another leg in the world. In Are the follow you following me? That is the doctrine of Nicolaitans. Nicolaitans said, oh, you can sing gospel songs and still sing Saphadier. You can still, you can still sing your worship song and still sing uh, some of these music uh, secular songs. Are you following me? So Christians, sometimes if you if you, if you should check your 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 list, if you should we should check your playlist, you will see sadcore here. You will see a uh, fear. You will uh, see. Uh, give me some of the list. Oh, don't pretend now, I know you. Are. Give, me yeah. give me the name. Give me the name on the list. Give it. and you see Christians and they sing all these songs. So the, so the doctrine of Nicolaitan says that you can you can still be in Christ and still be in the world. You can still worship God and do whatever you want to do. You can be here because the people didn't want to hurt their family members. Imagine a family full of idols and one person in marriage of the family as a Christian. Everybody begins to fight against the person. So now the person begins to compromise. So oh, let me just compromise so because people, they feel that we are too... If I become too holy and sanctimonious, they will tell me, ah, but what is wrong with you? So, let let them compromise. So, the doctrine of, of, of Nicolai is a doctrine that says that you can be a Christian and compromise in your Christian faith. You can be a Christian and take right. You can be a Christian and lie. You can be a Christian and destroy other people. So, it says that you can have one of your words, your, your legs in the church. Another one in the world. Some of you, if you hear on Sunday morning that this person has come to town, what is the definition of it? Santa so Wali has come to town on the Sunday morning. Some of you, that is when we check whether you are a prison or not. The doctrine of Nicolaitans. And he says that these things, some of you to the next thing, So has that also them that hold the doctrines of the Nicolaitans? Look at how Jesus ended. He says, "Which things what I hate?" Jesus hates this. He says, "This this was the only doctrine Jesus personally said he hates." He says, "When you do this thing in the church, I hate it." And the word for hate, the Greek word for hate, means it is repugnant to me. It is repulsive. It repulses me. I hate it. I don't like it. I hate that doctrine. I hate it. Don't do it in the church. Amen. He says I hate it. Which means that if we are a church, if we allow it, Jesus says I detest it. You know, didn't mean when we say we detest something, um, it's a stinking. I don't want to have anything to do with it. So Jesus hates this. Is it? This is so that so has that also them which holds the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which I hate. Jesus is saying he, he, he hates it; he doesn't like it. Amen. And look, at let's go to the next one. Look at what he says he's going to do. Repent. Are you following me? It is says change. Turn from it. Repent. In other words, make a decision, make a conscious decision not to allow it again, to stop it. That if you're a Christian that watches pornography, I have even told some married couple they watch pornography so that they will know how to use sex positions. Who, who taught us that? Who taught you that you can be a decent do do whatever you want to do in the church and mess with this life? People don't like it in the church. They want to come to church and i say, hey, receive your blessing. And they will jump and say, I get it. They want to come to church, and I'll say, hey, the next two weeks, there's a man coming from the U.S. and I'll mention the name of the man and i ah, this man is good. But when I preach messages like this in the church, half of the members will leave the church. I prefer to pastor a church of 10 members and take all of them to heaven than to pastor a thousand-seater church and take all of them to hell. I'll the truth whether you like it or not. He says, these things I hate. Repent or else, I will come quickly and I will fight against you. For so this time round, it's not be Satan fighting against that particular church. It is God himself who will fight his church. I will fight against you with the sword of my mouth. If Satan is fighting against you, you can go to God. But if God is fighting against, what are you going to do? Who are you going to see? Are you following me? He says, I hate it. And because I will hate it, if you don't change, I will personally, I will fight you. In other words, I will resist you. I will be your adversary. Personally, I will stand against you. He that has as an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To whom that overcometh will I give it of the hidden manner. And will give him a white stone. And in the stone... Shall be written a new name, which no man will say him that receiver. Amen. So there are things we receive in heaven if we stand and endure. Amen. Don't be shaking in your Christian life. Let them call you all names. Let them call you holy, holy. Let them call you, oh, he's too holy. And these days, I don't know what is wrong with Christians today. When they father Are you judging me? You let them call you all sorts of names. Let them say, oh, he sees himself as holy armor. When your friends are going for a night nightclub, you don't want to go with them. You are called, you your You are not more. You are not, not, not trending. Let them call you all Jesus says, if that overcome, first of all, I will give you each of the hidden man. And two, I will give him a white stone. And in the stone, a new name written, which no man knoweth, saying so. which When we go to heaven or so forth, when we go to heaven, there are rewards for our lives on earth. The days you are struggling, when your friends, pastors are, are going, pastors are, 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 are turning around. They are going into a court because they are hungry. And you decide that, I don't care, even if I am hungry, I'll still stand for God. Because me, me next, I will take a stand for God. Even if a man tells me that he will not marry me because I refuse to sleep with him, I will take a stand for God. Jesus says that when you do that, there is a reward. Somebody say there is a reward. Jesus will make sure that you are rewarded for the things you do. He said to him that overcome. Amen. The doctrine of Balaam and the doctrine of Nicolaitans, and says these things I hate. So Jesus. Personally, it means that Jesus comes around his church every time. He comes around his church all the time. He comes to see whatever is going around in the church. He knows whatever is going on, even in CM Kumasi. He knows. He knows our secret lives. He knows the things we do in secret, and he, he he records all of them. Nobody can see you. Your pastor may not be there. Even you, pastor, when you are doing it, nobody will, nobody will think nobody will see you, but Jesus will be there watching you and that. I have given you a rope to change. I'm giving you some time to change. If you don't change, I I personally will come and fight with you. I personally will come and destroy you. I don't want to see um, a time will come. I don't want to see um, to be a church that is full of fornication, that we we allow fornication and everything to happen in the church. No! We must do the right thing, whether you like it or not. Whether you feel happy about it, we must do the right. Amen. I'm not here to condemn you, but I'm here to tell you the truth. God buy the truth and sell it. These doctrines are hate. Somebody say, these doctrines are hate. Now, we are looking at the final thing. How is this doctrine eh, happening in the modern world, in the modern Christian world? How are we seeing it in the modern Christian world? Amen. One. One. When there is no emphasis on holy living and separation. Amen. When there is no emphasis on what? holy living and separation. When the pastor preaches. A pastor can preach a whole year and he will never talk about holy living and salvation. He will never preach about it. preach about The church has become like impact game will give you 10 steps to become successful. 14 steps to have a good marriage. 15 steps to a very good uh, citizen. First first step to become this we hardly talk about messages like that. So the first sign that as a church the first sign that you are allowing the doctrine of politeness and balance in your church is when one you don't emphasize on holy living and separation. Which when you allow inclusiveness. Okay? Well, let's open our door to everybody. So so you can be you can be a gay and then be a pastor. And it's happening all over in America. I believe that what is happening in America, the number of people are dying, eh, is because they are lost for business. It can be a it can be a special. There are five members who are gay and lesbians. and and there's lesbian right, gay right, inclusiveness. It's the doctrine of inclusiveness, the doctrine of bala says that we must allow, we must open the church door for everybody to come in. And when they come in, let's no, don't preach messages that will make them angry. Don't preach messages that will not make them happy. So, let's, 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 let's make sure they are okay. Let's preach messages that will make them okay. So, the doctrine of inclusion. The second one. No, when there's no emphasis on doctrinal teachings of the Bible. When there's no emphasis on doctrinal teachings of the Bible. when we begin to think that the Bible is... Restricting us too much. When eh? we think that the Bible is restricting us too much, ah, the Bible places yeah, places so much restriction on us. Now you become a Christian, you can't go to the cloud again. Now you become a Christian, you can't go and sit somewhere and drink alcohol again. And will surprise you, Christians who quote the Bible and even drink alcohol. And they will tell you that, oh, Timothy, drink a little alcohol for your so much And they will quote the Bible and tell you that Jesus, the first miracle he did, was telling what time for wine? Alcohol wine. Amen. Alcohol is the devil in the bottle. The Bible says, give alcohol to him. That is very that, that, that is, that is, that is peris. Amen. So when we don't emphasize, when the church is full of entertainment. Amen. When we entertain the goats. And not teach the sheep the truth. When the church is full of entertainment, hey, that's what church. I, I like the atmosphere in the church. I can take pictures. That's why our church, it's nice. Oh, I like the way that they have arranged the church. Ooh, when I go to church, I'm happy because I'll be entertained. I'll come and I'll come and dance, 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 dance. dance and I'll go back and go and live anyhow. The when there's no message like that for the pulpit that you can't live anyhow. We are entertaining the doctrine of Bala and the politeness in the church. This is the last two. When there is no emphasis, emphasis on truth and biblical authority. Which means that when we begin to allow other religions. Eh? When we begin to, in your mind, when you begin to think that, well, maybe other religions are also right. Hello? When the Bible is not your final authority, when you begin to think that, oh, maybe, maybe the Muslims are also right. Eh? They are also serving the same God, but through Muhammad. The, the, the Buddhists are also right. When, when, as a Christian, when you begin to have that thought in your mind, check your Christian life, there's a problem. There's a big problem. When you begin to compromise and feel that, oh, let's let, let, let allow them, maybe the Muslims, they are also right. So today you can be a Muslim and the next day you can be that. There's a problem. Check it. When you begin to waver in your Christian faith and the Bible is not your final authority, you have to check it. The last one. When there is no exclusive belief that Christ is the only way that all the other religions might be right. When you begin to believe that, well... I can be a Muslim and still go to heaven. After all, we are still mentioning Jesus. We are still mentioning God. It's a doctrine of Balaam. It's a doctrine of Nicolaita. It says you can be in the world and be a Christian. So when people see you, they don't, they, 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 when you tell them you are a Christian, they look at you and say you, you are a Christian and the way you live in this office. Some of you when you go to your office and when you go to where you are or your house, when we say we are coming to call you to go to church, we will look at you and say, hey, this one should actually go to church. If somebody can look at you, a Christian, and say that because of you, because of you, I have stopped, I won't go to church. I'm even better than you, there's a problem. Hello? A Christian will tell you, hey, they may pass away. me may pass away. They may pass away. They may pass away. make a siso, The doctrine of balance. Says you can do whatever you want. It, it speaks against separation. Amen. Be separated from the world. Be a Christian. In your attitude. In your character. Amen. When I see you. When your friends see you. They don't see you as a Christian. You call yourself a Christian. You went to buy this thing for two cities. You are selling it for two thousand dollars you are not a Christian. When pastors manipulate people to get money from them. You are not a Christian. Amen. Somebody say the doctrine of Allah. He Says These things I hate. Somebody say these things I hate. Go back to your phone. Delete. Somebody say delete. Somebody say delete. Somebody say delete. Delete all the Sacordia movies, all the Sarkordia music, all the a fear movies. And if we are in this church and they, if they make a mistake and then they play one of these, so you see, the see the people that some people will unconsciously tap in there. You show the hair, you are back sleeping. Unconsciously, you will be Sometimes you are in a the car and they'll play the song, they will be back to They are falling you. You have fought in somebody that you are falling. Go to your phone. Delete it. Delete the ones on your laptop. Hey, when you are sleeping, have a gospel song. Amen. Put a gospel music at the background and worship God. Sing love to sing to God in sounds and music. Amen. It shall be on our feet?